Hello, everyone. Um, so what Will and I are about to do here in the next 20 or so minutes is uh, stupid, just to put it bluntly. Um, we're going to be getting upset about a football game and probably other things that don't really matter, to be honest. Um, you all likely know by now what I'm referring to. Uh, on Sunday, we went to bed upset over a football game. And on Sunday, we woke up with the sobering reality of how fragile life can be and the power of our mental health as well. Um, of course, I'm talking about Cassius Winston's brother, Zachary, uh, 19 years old, sophomore at Albion, just simply too young to leave us. Um, <clears throat> you never, ever, 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 ever want to see anyone or their family go through this. Um, and that's obviously especially true with someone like Cassius Winston, who has been nothing but a great role model, ambassador, and really overall person. You can't not feel for Cassius and his family right now, especially after you saw how much love those brothers had for each other two weeks ago in their exhibition game. Um, it's awful. Uh, the, the news of Sunday morning was a lot of things, and one of those things was just a big dose of perspective. Uh, obviously, a stupid football game doesn't matter. What matters is, and this is the important part, what matters is taking care of yourself and checking on those around you. And it's not weakness. I know that's obviously the stigma that we all go through. Um, it's not weakness. It's strength to realize that you need help and it's strong to reach out to someone to better your life. A lot of things in life need teamwork. Your wellness and mental health can be one of them. And this isn't at all to say that anyone who has taken their life is weak. Not at all. We don't know the battles people are facing, how long they've been facing them, and just how much strength in the first place it took to live through those battles going on with them. Um, so before we start, just thoughts and prayers to everyone in the Winston family and everyone facing battles of their own. I, I know we're a ridiculous podcast that just gets to talk and you know get upset about stupid things like football and other things that don't matter. But before we do that, we just had to bring up the stuff that actually does matter and let everyone know that, yes, there is help for you out there and there is strength in seeking that help. And we really want you to know that. All right, guys. Thank you. Oh, no, that was Jack Hoiberg, actually, not Steven Izzo. Maybe I am racist. Maybe maybe I really am. That's not going to make sense to anyone that's not on Twitter. <laughs> what, what a way to transition from that intro that you pre-recorded before we even recorded to yeah. the start of the show. I'm starting maybe. I'm thinking maybe we should start over. No, we're not. All right. Yeah. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Spartans. It is Monday, November 11th, 2019. I'm your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host, Matt Sheehan. Hello. Who is, we're recording this, um, what's there, there's like two minutes left in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 got, a, I got a buck ten left on my TV over here. Okay. So. And Michigan yep. State's up 90-something to whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. No spoilers, was, though. Don't no tell them the story. We will not. Yep. In case you're staying in the bubble, um, yep. <laughs> this game was in doubt for a long time. It was, and then Michigan State went on a fifty to nothing run in about two minutes and thirty seconds. It was spectacular. Yeah. Who just scored? I'm sorry, I'm watching on the world's smallest TV in my basement right now. I think uh, Glock Washington just scored. I want to say, oh. I don't know. I've got like two pixels on my TV. I'm really trying to make out. It, it, it could have been Foster Lawyer for all I know. Um, they, they, those two look pretty different. I know. On this TV that I'm watching on, they do. Um, all right. So, well, um, so we opened the show with that cold open from Matt. Uh, yes. Felt it was important to start the show off that way. And 
yeah, yeah. Just well said there before we go full jackass mode right here yeah, just before, yeah before we go full jackass mode um yeah obviously a terrible circumstance i thought what you said was really spot on and yeah just want to echo those sentiments and we're of course still thinking about the winston family and we'll continue to yeah. be for a very long time yeah, it just didn't feel right jumping into this podcast, whining about a football team um, with everything else going on. So with real things, just wanted to on. clear the air with, uh, yeah, definitely things that actually do matter in life. So yeah, yeah. So um, we're gonna talk about things that don't matter, like sports. Mm-hmm. We're gonna yell and scream and whine about football. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little mm-hmm. bit about basketball, and we got some extremely wild hot takes uh, that we are going to rate. They're great. Thermometer. Uh, None of them are bad. I I love them all. (laughs) (laughs) They are uh, exceptionally wild. Mark D'Antonio takes. So that's what we're going to do. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Subscribing is the easiest way to get these episodes to your phone every single day. And you you could subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Matt, what? MSU just won. Oh, what was the final? Oh, man. Tacos. 100 to 47. Tacos. 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 <laughs> um, <laughs> Shocker. Sorry, I just had to break in with that news right there. <laughs> 100 to 40. Wow. I texted you, um, I think it was Saturday night. We were talking about just like, dear God, what if this basketball game ends up close? And I just said, we've never needed a 107 <laughs> to 32 yes. point game yes. effort. <laughs> and we can't need And got dang it, it, that's what we got. Just what <laughs> the doctor ordered. <laughs> <laughs> we got that in, uh, in spades. The plan yep. was... Mm-hmm. to start with football but i think we should just like round out this first segment with basketball since we sure. already kind of sure talked about it a little bit with your yeah. not being able to differentiate the walk-ons um mm-hmm. <laughs> i i kind of like this formula we have of starting podcasts like in a good mood and then ending them yeah. just in a horrible mood you know just <laughs> sour the note of everyone going into work on monday if you don't have the day off so yeah it's nice that's um I didn't think about that but yeah that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. So I want to ask you a few things. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Pre-game Big 10 Network shows the moment of silence and the anthem. Absolutely. How much were you crying? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A, a, a good amount, yeah. Yeah, and I, I like I like to think I don't like usually break. Like I I watch this is us with my wife every Tuesday <laughs> and uh I'm pretty. I'm. I almost have a perfect record with that. They, they only got me once, which I feel like is still admirable. But like, right when I found out that Cassius was playing, I, I shot her a text. I'm like, tonight is going to be my this is us moment. Yeah. Like, I I will not be able to keep it under wraps, under control here uh, at 7 p.m. Yeah. And I didn't. That so, kid is. Yeah, I mean, he's not a kid. That young man, right, is just absolute nails. I, I know it's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, and then you see Izzo just. God, it's yeah. a every time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, gotta stop it. Every single time. Stop it. Um, I but I thought it was really great that he just, like, whatever coping mechanism anyone has with, with tragedy mm-hmm. is fine. It's totally. whatever you feel is the right way to go is the right way to go. But for him, I'm glad it was this because, totally. you know, being surrounded by 15 to 20 of the people in your life that are the absolute closest to you. And then yeah. surrounded by an additional 15,000 people who would literally get into a fist fight right. <laughs> to totally. defend your honor. Um, 
Who, like, oh, man, that just killed me, too. He just smiled ear to ear and picked up uh, Tillman's little daughter and yeah. just had a moment. God, yeah. this, man, this is tough. <sighs> yeah. Jesus. Just like, Sorry. Sorry, I just had to. No, you're, you're good. That, it's just Because I started really, crying on my end right now. Yeah. It's a really good reprieve. Um, and you saw him smile, dancing yeah. in the, the, the intros, which was great. And mm-hmm. then, you know, playing, just playing basketball and worrying about basketball stuff and throwing lobs and being happy yeah. for his teammates and just seeing him just like, you know, enjoying himself, getting a quick break from all this. Just being him for two hours. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's big time. It's yeah. important. I'm, so. I'm, yeah, I'm glad he got to do that. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. It's, it's so. uh it's weird, but you know, sports can sort of provide that outlet for viewers, for the people playing them. And how many times, like we've seen so many, not that this was a spot where you need a legendary performance, but there have been so many legendary performances just in sports forever when mm-hmm. people like parents die, siblings die, wh- whatever, go right. through tragedy. And then a day later, it's uh, there's something weird about just being able to get back to sports and like c- being consumed in that world and getting away from the real world for just a minute. That uh, yeah. is really special. Just being able to be you. Yeah. yeah so. so really glad he got to to do that. He looked great. Obviously, through, God, yeah. through some of the just nicest passes he's thrown, that steal and underhand yeah. fifty foot lob to the he other end of the court over like two Bearcats was completely insane. <laughs> if I was writing a recap of that game, if that was my responsibility, uh, I would have described that as a highlight. Like Cassius Winston yeah. highlight the pass. Like you, you banana wow, you? scoop. Doc Emmerich, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Winston highlights the ball down the field. <laughs> yeah, that, that seems so real. <laughs> the baseline. Um, don't know how he found room. Don't know how he put the spin on it. Like, yeah, he was just he was on one. Um, he was as, Cassius, as he always is. Um, yeah. My favorite part of the game. So Marcus Bingham goes on a little run, right? Mm-hmm. And it's good to see. And I, I'm not. I don't know about you, but just after how he showed against Kentucky, kind of thought he might look like that's what he's supposed to look like against inferior opponents. And, yeah, you know, I, right. I, I thought it was good to see him look that way finally against someone like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to look like. But my favorite part of that, and I don't know if you saw this, is when he came out, he checked out after those nine quick points. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Henry grabbed him and pointed at something on the defensive end and yelled at him. Yes, yes, <laughs> just, yes. <laughs> he's like, "Listen, buddy. Yeah. Oh, oh, you think you're all big time now? <laughs> you think you're hot stuff? This is Binghamton. I dropped twenty in the Elite Eight. Get or the Sweet yes. Sixteen. <laughs> you ain't anything. <laughs> you have a ways to go. So, like, and that's like his classmate and his like they are in the same group and like." I just yeah. I love that. I was like, this team is so. I miss that. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> this team is so, le- like player driven leadership. Like everything yeah. Izzo has tried to cultivate over the years, this year and last year. The last like the group that they have and just the vibe that keeps going and going. It's just like yes, this is like Izzo could probably just like yeah go play, and they'd be fine. They'd yeah, figure totally. It out. Oh God, yeah, yeah. If Izzo like wanted to hang out in Hawaii a little bit longer after the Maui Invitational, <laughs> like they they'd be just fine. I think. Did you? Not not, not for a long time, but maybe like <laughs> you know just a, a week or two. They'd figure it out. Yeah. Uh, did you have any sort of prevailing thoughts from this game? It was the Julius Marble Hammer. It was that was lethal, man. I'm checking my closet for Julius Marble tonight. That was uh, frightening to say the least. 
Um, no, honest, no, not not really. I mean, just I, I didn't really watch the first half um, like I normally watch games. Like my eyes were locked on Cassius the entire time, just yeah. like praying for him to make every shot that he took. And so, <laughs> what was your reaction to the first three? Uh, st- stunned silence. I'm like, man, good good for him. I mean, it, it wasn't anything crazy, but it was like, God, it's, it's good for him. Like so. Uh. He put it yeah. up, and I I audibly said, "Come on!" <laughs> I was like, "Come on!" Yeah, right. and it went in, and I was like, Grr! and I did the. Oh, the, I was the, like getting mad at players that weren't scoring on their shots or passed <laughs> uh, by caches. So I was like, get, "Get the man twenty assists tonight! Come on!" So, but no, uh, not not a whole lot of takeaways. I mean, Kithier's great, Bingham's great, um, Rocket. It was nice to see him score. I mean, yeah, three of ten shooting, but you got to play a little bit of his game more today. So, yeah, overall, just what you could expect out of a game against the Binghamton. Bearcats. Bearcats. One concern, though, I think we had less than five turnovers today, and I'm not <laughs> overly comfortable with watching a team in November turn the ball over less than 20 times, let alone less than five times. Yeah. So that that was a little alarming. Um, probably won't get over that, but it's we'll a, see. It's a little disconcerting. It um, is. It really is. I kind of wish that we were being a t- turning the ball over 21 times tonight, but oh well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> All right. Matt, are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. We got to do it. Oh, gosh, 28% from three. They missed their last six shots. They're at like 38%. That's something to look out for, I guess. Throw the cent off to to the future teams you're playing. That's that's good. So when they check the box score, oh, they just shot 28% that night. Hmm. Yeah, Rocket Watts is 149, I think, on the season from three. So it'll come around. Um, Yeah, we need to talk about some football. Okay, let's do it. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep, 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 yep. I want to... Hey, uh, watch the Alabama LSU highlights when I got home yesterday. That seemed like a great game to watch at 3.30. Oh, my um, God, yeah. yeah. I was watching it in the um, press box a little bit. Yeah. How about Penn State? <laughs> what a bunch of losers they are, huh? Yep. Am I right? Oh, man. They uh, stink. Yeah. Ohio State couldn't get 80 on Maryland. <laughs> okay. Losers. So, okay, let's just let's just do it. Yeah. I want to say real quick. Yeah. Just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um. The people reaching out to me mm-hmm. with their Illinois money line tickets. <laughs> yes. Like like they did something correct. Yes. <laughs> well, I I mean yeah. Kind of did. Uh, listen, no, that's hilarious. You, you won your bet. Y- yeah. You were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you didn't predict Illinois having the largest comeback in school history. No, and doing it the way they did too, like having to convert in fourth and sixteen, <laughs> and missing an extra point. Uh, trying to openly just blow the game in the final seconds there of taking like 25 seconds off the clock before finally running a play. But I mean, Hey, against their, their best efforts, they still found a way to win that game. So yeah, Illinois, but Hey, that, that's just what happens against MSU teams. Now. I mean, that's what happens when you're a bad team it's, and MSU is a bad team. Yeah. So Illinois missing their extra point actually helped them. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Cause they were down four and they would have kicked a field goal. Uh, a couple of times to try to send it to overtime uh, instead of having to go for the touchdown. 
so yeah, that. Uh, I never thought about that, and now I'm even more angry than oh, I already was. Yeah. So this is a thing that, <laughs> thank like, you. So, real quick, this is a weird math thing with football that everyone's like, All "What right. are you talking about?" When you score a touchdown to go up three at the end of a mm-hmm. game with like two minutes left, you should actually not kick the extra point. You should just kneel it so you don't go up four. Because at that point in the game, like if they score a touchdown, you lose. But if they kick a field goal, you go to overtime and still have a chance to win in overtime. And like on fourth down, teams are not going to like from a certain distance, right? They're going to like go for it. But once they get into field goal range on all the fourth downs, they're going to automatically kick it, which Hmm. you can get more time back and get the ball back. Like it just it's weird, but it works out that it's actually more advantageous to be up three than four late in a game, like way late in a game. Fun facts. Yeah, so when Michigan State kicked that stupid field goal to go up four. Yeah. They were actually. Great field goal, though. Yeah, yeah. Piped it. Piped it. That was exciting. Um, Positive notes. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. So Back to the. uh, Where where do you want to start with this? How about you give us your take on someone getting in your mentions about um, the the idea that D'Antonio being fired or let go or anything like that is absurd because of the John L. Smith era. I, I listen, I mean, what we saw is has outdone anything John L. Smith ever did at Michigan State. And that's not an exaggeration. That's not me trying to be funny. That's not me being, you know, overdramatic. At least when John L. had his meltdowns, he did it against pretty good teams. You know, he did it against a good Michigan team. He did it against a good Notre Dame team. That was a good John Notre L. Dame Smith team. would not have lost a 28-3 lead to this Illinois team. And don't give me the whole, okay, oh, well, Illinois beat Wisconsin. Uh just because Wisconsin choked on their spit for their game doesn't absolve MSU of doing the same thing. And it's on both parties. It's on the offense and the defense. Yeah, okay, that's awesome. The offense put up a lot of points. Why didn't they score a touchdown in the second half? How were they not able to counter Illinois' adjustments after the half? And defense, how are you lighting up five straight games of 30 or more points? Like, that's that's crazy to me. Against Illinois, I mean, this isn't... Penn State, Wisconsin, Ohio State, all three of those games, which were over by halftime, which leading in this game, you kind of figure, all right, this MSU team isn't mediocre. They're just bad because mediocre teams don't get blown out in all three of those games. Bad teams do, and bad teams give up 28-3 to leads, and that's what MSU is now. They're a bad team trying to claw their way to a quick lane bowl, and it's not going to get any better. So, Why is 28-3 the worst lead in football? I didn't know it was <laughs> until yesterday. I mean, that's, yeah. You remember the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, I try to block that one out. I had uh, I had money on Falcons to win the Super Bowl at forty to one, so I <laughs> tried my best to block really? that. I honest to God did. I was due to make eight hundred dollars that night. Yes. Oh my God, that is a horrible <laughs> futures loss. Yes, thank you. I bought that future in week two of the NFL season, and it just crumbled <laughs> in in about two hours on a, on a cold February night. So. Um. So, so excuse me for forgetting that score. <laughs> Good. There's like literally there's not enough time in the week to talk about all the crap that went terribly wrong. Like in this game. No, of course and not. To get right. into, and, and like what it means for the program. Yeah, too and everything. to get into like, the we, minutia of all that. Yeah. How about instead of just like breaking down like this Michigan game, that's going to be a bloodbath <laughs> this Saturday. Like one day at a time, we'll just go further and deeper into like what this means for the program and everything. Like. Yeah, I, I'm only I I'm only half joking about that suggestion too. So our listeners would just like drive their cars off a cliff. 
Luckily, we got the mm, Gavin games. Michigan State's playing Seton Hall on Thursday. Yeah, so, buddy. Or it's like Thursday. Is it Thursday or Friday? It's Thursday, I believe, Perfect. at eight o'clock, so, yeah. maybe eight thirty. So yeah, we yeah. can preview that and talk about that. Like, thank God we've got some basketball to to break this up. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. literally just not enough time to do it. But it's it's just. So, and we all know what happened. Like, we're not going to break any new yeah. news to you. Like, <laughs> we all saw very clearly what happened. You know, they, they blew a fourth and 16 to win the game. And I saw some people that were doing the whole – and I believe me, all you positivity people, I love you. I, I'm jealous of you. I envy you. But the whole, like, oh, this team would be 6-3 and three if they got a stop on fourth and 16 and a stop on fourth and 13, okay, but they didn't yeah. because they're a bad team. Like, mediocre teams get a stop on those. Poorly coached teams, teams that are just have a losing culture in, in the locker room, give up those plays, and they did both times with zero struggle from the other team. So <laughs> when so the the Arizona State Arizona State loss was, and I've talked about this, I've talked with you about this a ton. Sure, yeah, just an incredibly fluky series of unfortunate events had to go like you know against Michigan State, bad bad luck loss really. A mm-hmm. game they should have won that they lost. And if yep. that happens once, you know, you're like, ah, damn it. Yeah. But when that happens twice against kind of similarly, uh, like, really games you should have won, games you were in control of for yeah. the entirety of. Now, this one was more extreme because the score was significantly more in Michigan State's favor. But a lot of things go wrong, uh, not making plays in the biggest moments like fourth downs, like getting off the field on third downs, like throwing a pick six in the fourth quarter, like things like that, just not finishing right. the game, not finishing plays, not finishing drives, getting down to the one-yard line and not being yep. able to punch it in. So when stuff like that just continues to collect, you, you can't, it, although it is a lot of misfortune at some point when you're good. You and, make your own misfortune. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And Michigan State spent a long time living off some good fortune, but they did a lot to sort of create that um, Mm -hmm. where they would win games in the margins a lot. And now they're losing games in the margin. Um, They're, you know, they're getting destroyed by teams that are better than them. And then they're losing games. They should win in the margins. And that is, uh, you know, it's certainly execution plays a factor. um, But I think when it's stuff like that, uh, coaching is the number one thing to sort of come down on and not just head coaching, but play calling. Uh, there was some major um, offensive play calling issues in the second half, major defensive structure oh, yeah. issues. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, some, some very questionable game management tactics uh, for sure. Yeah. And so it's just, I, I mean, you're on the brunt end of Illinois's, one of Illinois' best victories, like in school history. Oh, totally! To to now make it a historic season. <laughs> yeah, I think now they got six wins. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I I I feel bad for just I, I feel bad for the players because I, I don't feel like we watch a team that really quit um, yesterday. Like I, I feel like they played to their best. They just have horrible coaching. I mean, they're just not put in positions to win. And who I even feel worse for is every former player that helped build this program up to be a national power. And they've parlayed that into this. Yeah, like someone... that's that's got to suck being a former player that worked hard, climbed a mountain that uh, for MSU to climb is incredible. 
And now to have it just all crumble within two seasons with no light in the future. So Yeah, someone said to you and I, like, something about D'Antonio, like, oh, we forget he built this program into what it is. Like, well, this is a 4-6 and six team that just lost right. to Illinois. Okay, or yeah. 4-5 and and team that just lost to Illinois coming off a 500 season. And you, you don't have to be smart. You can be dumb like me enough to realize that next year ain't going to get much better either. Like MSU, they, crazy. Like they do still have some pretty good players on this team. They're all even after this year, and next year's schedule is a murderer's row. Going to BYU, we got to play Miami. You got the usual suspects of the Big Ten East. We're playing Minnesota. We're playing Iowa. Like it's not going to get better next year. So, but oh well, yeah, sure. This is the program he built. So let's just keep him around. This is this is fun. We're all having fun. <laughs> it's tough to find three wins. On their schedule, it is. It honestly God is, but like, and, and I and I try to go whole. Yeah, sorry, go the whole season without talking about it or thinking about it. But man, I mean, this season's over, yeah. so why not start thinking of next season? You got Rutgers, Maryland, and, and Toledo. Is <laughs> your three wins? Maybe, maybe. Hopefully, uh, we'll hopefully. See. All right, we need to stop doing this for a second. When we come back, we'll do some hot takes, and I have some thoughts on one specific thing. Uh, okay. that D'Antonio said, and we can get into kind of his post-game presser because I was there, and uh, I don't think he did a very good job. No! <laughs> no, you don't think so? All right. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. All right, Matt, do you have the hot takes? Uh, at your disposal? Uh, no, but I can. Okay, get, get those up. We'll do those in a second. I want to, I want to talk about D'Antonio's press conference. Yeah, just get yeah, get get it all off. So the I'll just yeah. well, he was asked by Pat Caputo. Um, credit Pat for asking this question. I think a lot of people. I'm blocked by him, by the uh, way. Well, you probably called him. Fat. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what happened? You called. Him, oh no, I know what happened. But go ahead and tell the story. I think it was a 2010 MSU U of M game, and he said, "All right, it's halftime. What are your thoughts?" And I eloquently stated, "U of M sucks. Those are my thoughts." <laughs> and I got blocked for that. I got blocked for that. Can you believe that? Uh, I mean, it was probably going to happen eventually <laughs> down the road, but yeah. Anyway, um, you're Pat Caputo. Yeah, Pat. Pat asked Mark D'Antonio. <laughs> Um, just, and this is hilarious because it wasn't in the, uh, post-game media roundup. Here's all the quotes from the press conference. So weird. Um, MSU has a habit of doing that when Mark doesn't like a question, um, which is just wonderful practice. Um, oh, that sound you hear is my media credentials getting revoked. Oh, that's too bad. Oh man. Wow. Um, so Pat asked. That was quieter than I thought it'd be. I gotta say, I thought, huh, I thought that'd be a bigger thud. But, yeah, right. it's just something I'm just not a big fan of. Uh, but Pat asked D'Antonio, <laughs> uh, Mark, you know, a lot of fans, alumni, you know, your fan base, they're, they're frustrated, understandably, uh, and they're worried about the direction of the program. What would you say to them to sort of reassure them that this is not a trend, it's more of an aberration? And Mark said, next question. Next question. <laughs> next question. Um, next question. Which is a, a terrible cop-out. Um, the easy, like He could have just said, you know, we're working, we're grinding, we know what we, we've done lately isn't good enough. We're going to keep battling. We built this program. We're not going to let it crumble into nothing. We're just going to keep working and do what we did to get to the top to get back to the top. Something crappy like that where everyone would be like, oh, my God, whatever. Yep. All That's all you got to do is coach speak for 10 seconds. Sure, uh, you can't. That's fine. You can't stare that question down and give it a next question and roll your eyes at it. 
Um, it was just really poor form from him. Um, and he's not someone who likes to be pressed at all on things that are press well, clearly press yeah. worthy. He, he will never just, that's just, and that's sort of the way the program, um, unfortunately is in terms of transparency and stuff like that. It's, there's, you know, it's very much a, a circle of trust type thing. And if you're not in the circle of trust, you're not getting any sort of real answer on anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I thought that was just a crap job by him, a really bad cop out, um, something that he needs to answer for and obviously is refusing to answer for. And I thought it was kind of really emblematic of Mark D'Antonio, like the good and the bad is the way I put it. Um, like bleep you, I know what I'm doing is kind of Mark D'Antonio's yeah. mindset with a lot of stuff. Um, and that's how I interpreted Which is sick and cool when you're doing great. Yes. Which the is next what... question bit was awesome back in the day, yeah. but now... Oh boy, howdy! We're gonna need to answer a few questions, Mark. When when he he built the program on it, and it's it, the they're tearing the program down on it. Um, and yeah, yeah, it's it's something that is like I was rolling my eyes for an hour thinking about that. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? It seems so real though. Like I I wasn't like upset or shocked when like I opened up my Twitter and just it's, saw that happen. I was like, "Yep, no, that sounds about right." Good, good to see we're sticking with the status quo here, Marky Mark. It's such yeah, a, yeah it's such a football guy answer. Yeah, and oh then, well, you know. Um, one other thing that bugged me is he talks uh, when he's whenever he's asked about any sort of strategic thing, play calling, whatever. Um, he likes to sort of condescend uh, in a yeah. way. And it's not just Antonio. This is something that football people do. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't know, like if you're not a whatever, a pro football. Well, you, l- look how everyone reacted when Deshaun Watson described a yeah, pretty basic cover two defense. Everyone was acting like he was talking rocket science up there. So I almost get why football people are a little condescending when they talk about the X's and O's of the game. But sorry, go on. No, I know. But it's not even that. It, it's like he says – he said this a few times. He said, well, there's only so much you can do. You know, you run power, you run inside zone, you run outside zone, you run counter. That's it. And like, okay. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> um, as someone who knows, a, I'm not an expert, but I know a little bit about football. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. You watch the I, game. I, I yeah. guess from a certain standpoint, that's not inaccurate. But to act like Michigan State is teeming with diversity in the run game, like it is the place where people go, wow, you know what? Michigan State, cutting edge. You see, did yes. you see the look they gave? Yeah. Yes. Did you see how they used the eight? Did you see what Michigan State did in the run game? You know, Michigan State is a place that has over – they don't have a, they don't have a scheme. They don't have an offensive identity. They have a set of plays that they've just taken from other places. Like that's I don't think a single person on staff at Michigan State, aside from the triple play action screen, I don't think anyone has ever run a play at Michigan State that I haven't seen somewhere else prior to seeing it at Michigan State. Um, and yeah, yeah. So the idea that there's just this these plays and this is what we do and this is how we we run and there's nothing we can do um, schematically to improve upon that is still rampant in there, which is unfortunate. Um, and I think D'Antonio teeters a lot on, you know, blaming execution and caping up for his guys um, as designers of an offense, as play callers. 
um, when they haven't earned <laughs> anything near uh, what they're getting in that regard. And I get like, yeah, you protect everyone, but like, dude, inside zone, outside zone, counter power. Like, yeah. Okay. You're right. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Four run plays in the playbook. That's, that's all we got. <sighs> anyway, that just makes me mad. And it just sort of, yeah, like that's a perfect example of why the offense isn't going well. Cause you look at something like that and say, well, there's only, you know, we can only run these four different, like, please. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's let's do something different a little bit. Let's, you know, maybe try a different style of play, you know, maybe try to get a an identity on the offensive side of the ball. Some no, 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 that's that's okay. That's okay. Anyway, speaking of something different. We got some you want to try to like yeah, laugh? Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's just try to bring some joy. It's a good way to end the show is with these wild hot takes. We we are going yeah. to uh cape up for D'Antonio actually. Mm-hmm. A little bit. So we're 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 just gonna go ahead and call this one the the take thermometer. Yes. Um, but before that, like we, we did get some joke ones, um, like that John L. Smith kidnapped him and took over his brain. Um, <laughs> well, these which, are you plausible. didn't you didn't explain it fully. These are the wild. We asked people on Twitter. Oh, wow. Yeah, that seems yeah. pretty important, doesn't it? <laughs> what, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we, we solicited on Twitter. What is the absolute wildest take you have heard regarding Mark D'Antonio? And real quick, I do have a voicemail. I'm not gonna play it today. Um, okay. We don't have time, unfortunately. We'll okay. play it tomorrow. Nice teaser. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, we asked people what the wildest thing someone has told them about Mark D'Antonio is. All right. So, sorry, the first one. Uh, John L. Smith kidnapped himself and uh, took over his brain. Yes. Possible. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a boomer, so this is the obvious ending. <laughs> I did appreciate that one. And uh, Michigan State is losing because they started cutting the grass two millimeters shorter. Um you responded, please tell me someone actually said this to you. I kind of thought it was real, too, which either speaks to, like, our gullibility <laughs> or just how outrageous everything is going so it's far. That and I like to think it's the latter. It's the yeah. latter. Right. I, okay, that's so why let's, I let's, asked. No, oh, my God, 100%. And I was like, wow, how does he know that, too? But, oh, well. Um, okay, so let's rattle off uh, some takes here. He's prepared to double down, stay through the end of his contract, and rebuild the program around a new offensive staff. <laughs> Scale one to ten, how hot is that take? I will give it, I'll give it a five because it sounds reasonable on the surface until you realize that's that's never going to happen. That he's yeah. going to have a new offensive staff a, and it won't be rebuilt. It's a one until the end. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's a good way to look at it. Like, yeah, some of the ones we uh, are about to read are absolutely wild and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But the idea that D'Antonio is going to replace his entire offensive staff and stick around might be more wild. So I'll give it, it like a, a six and a half. Okay. All right. Spicy. Um, this one is from uh, Mrs. Belvedere uh, at Too Sassy for This Life, which I just love that yes. handle. Um, my my extreme take. So I, I think she dove into this herself. She yeah. offered up her own take. Is that my extreme take is that he's not physically well. He has become jaundiced looking, which could be my TV or a sign of something worse. Uh, yeah, he doesn't look great, but I, I feel like he's never he's just... ever looked great. <laughs> and no one looks good watching their team lose their fourth straight game in 30 degree weather. I mean, that's that's also another. It's tough to look healthy when you're, you know, mid 60s and you're a football mm-hmm. coach. Like they yeah. just don't. It's not a profession that results in health. So I, I guess I'll give that take like a, a two yeah, because I kind of agree that with it. Wild. He doesn't look well, but I don't think that has anything to do with how the team's doing, I guess. So yeah, I'll bump that up to a three and a half, actually. I like the idea that he's jaundiced. Fair, right? He's just yellow. Everything is yellow. Yeah. 
Right. He just needs some sunlight. <laughs> just put put Mark outside. All right, next one. Um, this one made me laugh out loud. Someone told me that he's doing this on purpose. <laughs> he's losing to send a message to the team and fans. <laughs> That's, that is at like I'm not one to give out tens a lot. Like I'm a very tough grader, so I'll give that one. That one's an eight and a half. That That's, that yeah. one is give me is a nine. up there. Give me a nine. <laughs> that is that is ridiculous. <laughs> take it dude and like we did at like really <laughs> like someone like and someone seriously <laughs> said to this person that mark d'antonio was losing on purpose to send a mm-hmm. message yes oh oh you don't like losing arizona state how about four games in a row later on in the season you ungrateful bastards you didn't show <laughs> me in, like, grateful. i don't think we like the community could have shown mark d'antonio and the football program more love mm-hmm than they did uh, during that run. So, like, I don't know what the lesson is. I, I don't know either, but someone's here for it, which yeah. <laughs> which I absolutely love. All right. And this is one that we got literally an hour ago, and this is also a great one, too. Um, this is from uh, J.D. Jarebear, one time. Uh, that Izzo and Antonio are no longer friends. <laughs> the select department is mad at Antonio, and that he changed his mind from retiring back to returning to stick it to the department and Izzo. <laughs> that, that is a... Is, not give me a nine and a half. Give me a nine and a half. It's got to be. A, it's got to be a ten because it's so well thought out. <laughs> conspiracy theory tinfoil hat. It is. It makes Alex Jones seem reasonable, like a straight shooter. Uh, it is very impressive. It so I'll give that one a nine and a half. Again, I, I really don't believe in tens, so that is a nine and a half for for me. Um, it reminds me when Prince Fielder fell off and Avisel Garcia got traded. <laughs> You remember that? Yes. Oh, do I remember that? Yeah, that, that's uh, <laughs> iconic for all the wrong reasons. Uh, yeah. Which I actually think that may have ended up being true, but it was wild. Avi, it, I, I have not heard that it wasn't yeah, true. Avi so, Garcia yeah. had an affair with Prince Fielder's wife and got traded yeah. for it. And Prince Fielder's season went into the tank. That was wild. Yeah. That one was a 10 Man. out of 10. So, like, right right between the Indiana and Ohio State game, D'Antonio and Izzo had a, a euchre night. Yeah. And something went horrible. Yeah. Like, Izzo went alone when he was not supposed to go alone. And Antonio has just been miffed at him ever since and said, you know what? Yeah, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to rattle off four straight losses to bury this football season into the ground just as a personal F you to you, Tom Izzo. That's right. That's right. That'll show him. <laughs> I like it. Like, D'Antonio was at the basketball game like against Al- Albion. <laughs> yeah, he was wearing purple and gold. You didn't see him there. He he had his face painted. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just heavily rooting against Izzo and the Spartans. My favorite one that I've gotten like six times by people who are just mm-hmm. wild, like wild, um, is that D'Antonio has dementia. <laughs> that's like, that seems just a tad out of bounds, that right? That is not, <laughs> yeah. <that's> like, <laughs> I've, I've honestly, like people say that to me and I, I mute them. Like, if you want to get muted by me on Twitter, just say something wild like that and mean it. Yeah. Um, yeah. First of all, dementia is not something just to toss around like that. Um, there is a stark difference between not yeah. like being as sharp as you yeah. were five years ago on the football field and having a debilitating brain disease uh, of dementia or Alzheimer's, as yeah. I've also seen, too. Yeah, if you, if you um, haven't experienced that as a family member having it or anything like that... Um, don't lob that out there. Not great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, and it's not even a thin line. It's a very, it's a pretty thick line between those two distinctions. Yeah. So um, yeah, just stay on the right side of that line for so now. So I think he's got dementia. He's been struggling to recall plays. I'm like, or he's just in his sixties 
Yeah. <laughs> or or he's just an older guy, you know. Like coming off a game where it didn't come down to one play. Yeah. <laughs> like ah, Yeah. So um, don't do that. Twitter always delivers, that's man. A, that's a I, they, they always do. Um yeah. all right, we're way over, but whatever way over yeah. way we're gonna over. end the show way over um, i feel like we ended on a happy note though so, well no, no not a happy God, note a moment of laughs. laughs a moment of laughs i do oh 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 like it was over like was i supposed to stop talking no no we're still oh, okay. going <sighs> all right yeah i was i was sighing at myself did steven Izzo get in the game again i was watching on okay. a microwave downstairs <laughs> so uh he, he could have or it could have been Braden burke okay. i don't know so well yeah. Tomorrow, we'll uh, probably play that voicemail. I'm going to text Stephen Brooks and see if he wants to come on the show. Fair. Talk to him in the press box on uh, Saturday. And he's like, yeah, I want to come on. I was like, okay, we'll get you on. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get him on at some point to get his perspective on all this. But we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk more football, um, probably more basketball stuff, because that's more fun. We need to talk about Foster Lawyer. Say, though, why? Yeah, football. Is that a threat? My God. Yeah, we so. need to Foster Lawyer. we got to talk. I can't be a fan of him anymore, apparently. That's problematic. We, so. we got to talk. So we'll do uh, all of that here throughout the week. Get into the Gavit games, MSU going to Seton Hall. And then mm-hmm. there's a football game Saturday that I advise you to skip. So uh, all that and more this week on Lockdown Spartans. Render to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find this podcast wherever you get podcasts. Anything else you want to add, Matt, before we get on out of here? <laughs> no.